Good morning to most, good afternoon to others, and good evening to our viewing audience across the pond. I am your host, Jason Miles, and welcome to another episode of This is Revolution Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please like and subscribe. If you're enjoying what you see, make sure to hit that notifications bell as we're constantly adding new episodes, doing cross streams with other channels, and adding additional new programming, just like we did last night. Got to do a very fun three-hour stream with Ben Burgess and J.G. Michael of Parallax Views talking about Nightmare on Elm Street series and, um, and just a bunch of other things. Three hours of games talking about Freddy Krueger for three hours. We did have a great week of shows here on TIR. We started off with uh, our talk with Ray Reed, Catherine Liu, and Ben Burgess. Once again, asking the question, is contemporary horror to race reductionists? If you haven't seen or heard that one, go back and check that out. I can't wait to read the comments. Uh, then Thursday, we had uh, Danica from Code Pink discuss the events going on in Israel and Palestine and their big protest they'll be doing today. Did another Beyond the Red Zone on Wednesday. Of course, the Friday show. So we had a very, very busy, busy week of shows. So if you have some downtime, go back and check all that out. As you know, this is the Saturday free show. There is no bonus champagne room. It's our way of allowing you guys to get a glimpse of what goes on beyond the velvet rope, the TIR VIP. So if you're enjoying what we do here and want to support, definitely make sure you subscribe and share. If you have the means, send a super chat and MT will read it. I'm really bad at reading those. Uh, all of us here at TIR would like to send a big thank you to all the subscribers on all platforms and patrons. Without you, we couldn't do this. So if you would like to have access to the Champagne Room past and present, be part of the live virtual audience for the Pascal Robert Mau Mau Hour. Join us for movie nights and all the other things we do. Have access to the Discord server. Become a patron for as little as $2 a month or $30 for the year. It can all be yours. Now that that's out of the way, we bring in my co-host for the day, the woman that put this show together. Please welcome in Tucson. Hello, hello. Always good to be here. Um, so thank you for finally putting the show together. We went to do this a while back, and we never were able to do it. That's right. Making it happen. And you were like, don't worry, we got this. <laughs> and after a bunch of reschedulings later, we finally got it. <laughs> um, and then the angle we were going to take was definitely a conversation that we had for a long time. Right. Because we just didn't, we didn't want to talk about Queen Latifah for an hour and a half. God, no. God, no. You leave Dana alone. <laughs> uh, do you know her since you're from New York? No, she's from New Jersey. The motto. Wow. <laughs> all I know is all you people complain about pizza. New York and New Jersey. Because we know pizza. Not really. Pizza like belt. It. It's the pizza belt. Is Connecticut as well? Unfortunately. Apparently, according to our past guest, Arun Gupta. <laughs> the pizza belt. Um, we've talked and we've joked quite a bit in the champagne room about a new breed of what some are called ratchet female MCs. Projecting not quite a ghetto fabulous aesthetic, but more ghetto and proud of it. 
The songs are shocking and vulgar to many, but is this anything new? In 2023, the ease of releasing music makes it extremely difficult for artists to cut through the noise and get heard, so shocking lyrics shouldn't be surprising. Sexy Red has become famous not for her lyrical gymnastics or catchy beat production, but simply by letting you know she doesn't mind getting STDs and that her butthole is brown. And if you're okay with both of these things, well then, you can go to Pound Town. Sukiana has a similar rise to prominence, proclaiming that she's incontinent and likes to eat niggas' ass. And it's something her and her entire crew enjoy as well. But is this any different from what men have been saying for decades in hip-hop? Two Live Crew was just 40 minutes of dudes talking about sex acts, and it was so vulgar in the early 90s at the state of Florida... Uh, a record store actually a record store owner was arrested for selling one of their albums there wasn't a moralizing cry that we see currently but a defense of two live crews first amendment rights and defending the group became a cause that united not just the hip-hop world but the pop music world as well but post little kim where could the risque female mc go Nicki minaj cardi b and megan the stallion are just derivatives of Little Kim. Full-figured beauties, rapping, and visually flaunting, raunchy sex. Is that any different than Madonna? Two Short's favorite word is yetch. And tens of thousands of people can't wait to scream it as he raps about pimping women. Is there a double standard here? Do we want our rap to be ghetto and sexy, but not that ghetto and sexy? Today we'll discuss, MT, would you like to introduce our guest? Sure. Our next guest is my good friend, Jillsworth, soon to be your good friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to, uh, to come and talk to us, talk with us today about such a controversial <laughs> topic that, you know, I read the comments in a lot of these videos, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest fan of contemporary rap music. I'm 46 years old, and I just, I'm old. <laughs> and I'm not supposed to get everything that younger people do, and that's okay. Um, but do you think hip-hop has some class issues it needs to reckon with? It seems that these images of the current crop of popular female MCs are a bit too much for many people in the hip-hop community to handle. Is there a difference between cooning and keeping it real with what we're seeing? Um, I personally don't have an issue with it. I mean, you know, music to me, it's kind of like, you know, you don't watch the same type of movie. People like different genres when they watch movies. I kind of think of it the same way. I don't want to be thinking deep all the time. You know, I don't want deep lyrics all the time. Sometimes I just want to hear, you know, just some dumbass shit, you know, nothing too deep. Um, but just like you said, as, as far as the, the newer women go, um, this it's, it's not new content. You know what I mean? Um, I'm from Florida, so definitely the base, the Two Life crew came from all of that. And that, to me, is way more explicit than the shit they're saying now. Um, do I think it's... It's kind of like a played 
you know, topic. Um, it's just gimmicky. I do think that it's like what's what's selling now. Um, mm. But I don't I don't see a problem with it. I mean, I, I think too much emphasis is put on on what people think that women need to how they need to act and what they should say. And, you know, I don't have a problem with it. It's like, you know, people want to be hoes, they let them be hoes. It doesn't necessarily mean that they are, but, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Do you think, though, that it becomes the definition of, for some reason, this stuff is kind of looked at as, well, this is the authentic behavior? Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that for, for people that are, you know, looking from the outside in. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, they, I'm from a horrible neighborhood in Richmond, California. All this mm-hmm. stuff that I grew up listening to two live crew. Um, do I see that much of a difference? Mm, I, at, at a certain point, you know, two live crew had a song where the hook was head, booty and cock. Right. <laughs> what you want, fellas? Head, booty and cock. What's your sister like? Head, sex and welfare checks. That was the hook. And now, I mean, what do you get when you're, that was 1990? So the derivative of that is, you know, my, my pussy's, my coochie's pink and my butthole's brown. It's like, okay, that's, I guess, where we are. It, it hasn't really gone anywhere. And uh, you don't really have a long shelf life. Right. For whatever reason, 2 Live Crew, I think it was because stickering records was popular at the time. And it was about censorship is what people feared. So censoring two live crew became like this cause du jour um, for a lot of people within the music industry. And also you had kind of the rise of what we now look at as gangster rap with groups like NWA and Ice Cube and people looking at the music as it was quote unquote important. Um, Once that was over, it almost felt like two live crew was over soon after. I mean, do you think these people are just kind of fighting to be heard and this is the only way you're going to get heard a lot of it yeah i mean it's 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 definitely gimmicky to me um it's you know everyone now thinks they can rap like you know they wake up one day and i just want to rap it it seems cool so they just start saying shit that they think rhymes and over (laughs) you know that's like that's the formula so there's no i don't think it requires i'm not saying that not all of them that none of them have talent i'm not saying that and honestly i don't listen to a lot of that shit too much myself um you know i i listen to stuff honestly the beats i i you know if the beat is not dope i'm not i'm kind of kind of you know, I'll listen to stuff and oh, he said or she said that's dope, but it doesn't keep me there. So it's mostly beats to me, um, even with the the people that I listen to. But um, it's just now it it, it it's turned into um, the rap has turned into something that everyone thinks that they can do, and that's not how it was before. Um, you know, before you had to, and I'm not saying everyone back in the day either, in, in any way, shape, or form, am I saying that everyone back then, um, from this quote unquote golden era was dope because <laughs> there is a lot of shit that I loved back then that now at almost 45, I'm listening to, I'm like, what the fuck was he talking about? What we were, the fuck is he saying? <laughs> we were talking about Tucson and I were joking about this yesterday and I definitely went on and on about how I felt about 
where hip hop is kind of age wise because I think hip hop's in a weird age. And we'll probably get into that later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But R and B suffers a similar problem. Mm-hmm. And no one likes to talk about it. I was like, Tucson, do you realize that people our age now, a lot of us have kids. Mm-hmm. I definitely have a, I'm the father of a 25 year old, isn't my mm-hmm. oldest. Mm-hmm. And we love to say things like music was better in my day. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't say that. I literally cannot say that. I grew up listening to R. Kelly write songs for Aaliyah where a 13 year old is sexually mm-hmm. And I, H-Town had a song called Knocking the boots. Knocking the boots. (laughs) We had an R&B number one hit. What's the fucking? Yeah. Fucking. You know, so we love to believe, like, Jodeci. Mm. By the time they get to that second album, they're just like, ah, we're singing about fucking. Right. You know, we're not going to hide it. Um. Uh, DJ Quick and everyone he produced, there's a guy named AMG, and they mm-hmm. had songs about, you know, going down on a woman and loving it. And they weren't, there was no innuendo involved. It was like, this is literally what we're doing here, guys. And we're going to mm-hmm. do eight tracks about it. So it's interesting to me that people act as if, and I love the golden era comment that you made because people our age are becoming like boomers are. It's like, mm-hmm. you're, what we grew up with is the best, most classiest stuff in the history of the world because everybody had ass curl. It's like, I didn't know having an ass curl <laughs> and some baggy linen pants means that you can say that your song is fucking and nobody can call you out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't is is there has the internet just made it worse? Is that what it is? I think a lot of a lot of it now too is just people's attention spans are almost non-existent because of you know the phones and the internet. Like everything is is accessible like immediately, so people aren't as focused. You know, they something has to grab your attention at that moment, and then you know if if they like it, then they keep checking for them until something new comes. Um, you know, back, back in, you know, and I, I, I sound really old when I say it back in my day, but I mean, back then we had to work for our shit, you know, like we couldn't, we didn't, yeah. we didn't have this shit on our, on our phones or, you know, we had to, we had to go to the fucking store on the, we had to know the day that it dropped, <laughs> you know, sometimes we didn't know the title of the songs. We had to go to the record stores and, um, you know, back then people knew that the work in the stores, they knew music. So you could tell them at least you know, around where I was, you tell them lyrics, they know what it is. We had to work for that shit. Like now it's, you know, everything is in your hands. So, you know, something has to grab you quick. So, you know, going back to what I was saying, everyone thinks that they, this is something that everyone thinks that they can do. There isn't, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's just become something that everyone thinks that they can do. And, you know, talking about sex and the shit that that these chicks are talking about is what's selling because a lot of these chicks out here that's that's how they're living you know that's how mm-hmm. they're that's how they move in real life so you know to them that's some you know that that's just they can relate to that shit because they're doing the same shit but is um, that is that something that we should be because that's seems to be where people like to push back when, when 
what you said is very true, right? Some people are literally moving like this in real life. Mm-hmm. And the, the I don't even know the name of the artist, and I haven't seen the video since. <laughs> but I saw a video. There was like two women in a liquor. You guys say bodega, we say liquor store. Uh, rapping, and one is holding a baby, another one is pregnant, and she's talking about taking Plan Bs. Mm. And uh, it's just, it was, it felt like they took all of the welfare queen imagery. <laughs> And just said, this is what you get. This is what you get. And I'm like, who is this for? Mm-hmm. As someone that grew up, again, in this environment, we weren't sitting around singing welfare carols. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, we, did, we didn't have like little jingles when somebody got evicted. Poverty was nothing that we wanted to really make that kind of light of. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel a certain way when you see these images portrayed as, I wouldn't say glamorous, but just as like, this is what it is? Um, I'm, I'm used to it. Like, it's just, you know, seeing every day, you know, seeing that shit, you know, either online, on videos, you know, everything is, everything is, is online now, you know, there's, there's really no privacy, you can see everything, you can be in the middle of no fucking where, you know, it, in the middle of nowhere, and you have access to everything, so, um, and, and that also goes, you know, you have a lot of these people that don't, aren't, (laughs) I have to watch how I say it, um, that aren't used to being around this type of shit, but they start making videos of them doing their little raps, you know, trying to act a little ratchet, you know, um, because they have access to it. And I I mean, I think all of that plays into it, um, where it's, I don't know, it's just, they see it and, and it just becomes the norm. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's like nothing is off limits anymore, really. Um, <laughs> nothing. Nothing is off limits. Nothing I mean, it's, limits, yeah. it's nothing is off limits. Um, you know, there's a market for everything. Clearly, you know, um, for everything. So as long as people continue consuming it, you know, they're gonna keep doing it. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. It, it sucks because, you know, when I was younger, we did a lot of trifling shit, you know, to <laughs> speak for myself. I did I did a lot of trifling shit, you know. I was out there. I was out there. Um, but, 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 you know, it goes back to, to the, the same thing that I was saying. We didn't have the technology that we have now, and that plays such a huge role with how everything is now um, and what people see and what they're exposed to. Um, and people start seeing shit and hearing shit and, and believe that that's how things are, or, and they start believing that that's how they should move, or I don't know, because it, it, it just seems, it, it's across the board. I see it with all yeah. types of, yeah. you know, groups. It's not just, you know, Blacks and, and, and Latinos, you know, it's where back in my day, it was mostly that, you know. You had the white folks that were into the hip hop and the others, you know, but it was mostly the blacks and the Latinos. But now it's 
everyone does this shit, you know. The little white girls, you know, they put on some, I don't know, <laughs> some fucking braids and, <laughs> you know, hairs halfway coming out. They put some blue in the hair and they, you know, they think they're down, you know. Gotta, so Jill's the, uh, the ass tutorial. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, it sucks like to see it, you know, it's just kind of like, damn, what are the fuck are they doing? But I just, I don't know. I don't, it, it's not going to change anytime soon. If anything, it's going to get worse. Dr. Claus says, whoa, Vicky is whoa, Vicky. The one that's, that has, she tries to sound ghetto, but it just, I don't understand. Very. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the accent. I'm like, are you trying to be British? I don't, <laughs> I don't get which, cause I don't know anyone that talks that way. Uh, yeah. it's not, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I just want to say real quick, we do have a super chat from Strom McCallum. Sex working is a tragic institution and should not be glorified. Transactional sexuality is tragic and should not be glorified. End of story. Well, these women aren't necessarily talking about sex working. They're just talking about having sex, I think. Mm-hmm. Not really sex working. Um, they definitely talk about fucking to get the rent paid. That's that happens. <laughs> but that <laughs> happens in real life. That, that happens, that in, real happens life. in real life too. Man, you said that like I, you know, it does. But a lot of the sex in these songs is not for rent. It's it's just to do it. So you're saying that she's not eating the nigga's ass for the rent. Some women, I mean, some women like, you know, ass play. Some women like to eat ass and, you know. Do you know any names? And if so, just leave it in the private chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some women like to do, you know, Peggy stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and even even if they were talking about sex, you know, sex work, I mean, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't see the you know the problem. Yeah, I don't I don't see the problem. Like if if you don't like something, don't fucking listen to it. If if you if you know just move on. You know you might like some shit that other people don't like. I don't I don't see the issue. You know, and a lot of this shit is whack as hell to me. So I'm not I'm not saying it's dope and that I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you know it doesn't really matter to me the 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 content. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. just, shit is whack. <laughs> but, you know, let them talk about whatever the fuck they want to talk to, you know, talk about. Something new comes along, people are going to jump on that shit. Because there's new ones coming every day. Hundreds of them, so. That is right. They don't stop coming. They just right. multiply. Right. <laughs> well, your boy, Lord Jamar. Oh, Lord. I know. He said... <laughs> Today's female rappers have glorified being a whore. What do you think of the state of women in rap? Are raunchy female rappers standing up for a generation of women's sexual liberation despite the backlash? Do you see them as sexually liberated and as sexual liberators? I mean that that that's the go ahead. Can you name some names? No, no. Can you name some names? Are you talking about like the the sexy reds, or you mean like more broader the Nicki Minaj's, Cardi B's as well? All of them. 
do any of them strike you as sexually liberated? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean that that's a whole that's such a deep conversation because we can go so deep into what started that whole shit um, mm. and how women get to that point. You know, um, I don't. I mean, if 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 women period are, are fucking and doing what they want to do as far as that goes, you know, mm. just because they want to fuck, then, you know, to me, that is liberating um, without getting into the deeper issues. Because again, that that's some, you know, that's that's deep. But um, I mean, it's nothing new. It's just that now, again, <laughs> we have yeah. access to seeing it. It's nothing new. I mean, chicks were fucking hoes back in the day with, you know, Tim's on and, you know, fatigues and you know what I'm saying? Like they were doing that shit back then. Like fucking did not just start, you know. And dudes like him, I know a bunch of them, the you know, the quote unquote the righteous ones, they're the biggest fucking hoes ever. <laughs> they love the hoes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then they go on social media on on shows talking shit about the same bitches that, you know, they were trying to get at last night. So I ain't listening to him. He gets on my nerves anyway. <laughs> he's a special one. <laughs> yeah, he's. Mm-mm. Do you have any favorites out of this new crop crop of uh, female MCs? Uh, the these quote unquote hoes. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't listen. I don't listen to um that. You know, there's some shit. Um you know, that Cardi's had where the beats are catchy, because again, it goes back to beats, you know, mm-hmm. if, sometimes if the beats are catchy, you know, I might have let something ride. But you know, that that's I don't, that's not shit that I listen to, you know, I have daughters. Um, so, you know, I'll, like I said, I'll hear sometimes, it's like, oh, my God, you know, they love to listen to that shit on their phone. Turn that shit off. But, you know, and and because, you know, we're, we're so in touch, you know, on social media, you know, you, you see the names flying around and you see the videos and stuff. So, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm familiar with them, but favorites, you know, I mean, I, I'd like, I dig Cardi B just her herself. She's, she's nuts, but this was like mm-hmm. before she blew up, blew up to the point where she is now. Um, I just thought she was funny. Just, you know, she's goofy, but as far as, favorites no it's not you know not my thing she is goofy she's like yeah, she's, the, very goofy. she's like the new suzanne summers on these these late night talk shows right right <laughs> they love her yeah they do she's um i don't know it just seems like she doesn't take herself too seriously, too seriously yeah yeah um she's not afraid to be goofy and i like that yeah do women in rap face more scrutiny than other areas of entertainment and music? Um, I would think so. I mean, women, period. But, but, yeah, I think I think there's so much so much emphasis is, is put on women in rap, and you know, like I said before, how they should be. But no one is ever going to be completely happy, you know. If, right. You know, if she's not feminine enough, then, you know, she's a dyke. You know what I'm saying? But right. then, you know, she might be dope. But, oh, if, you know, you looked a little bit more feminine then. So um, there's just, there's, and, and that's, that's always been that way. 
I mean, they, even back then, you know, there were there were women that could wrap, you know, circles around dudes, and you know, they're respected, but they weren't on the level that they should have been as far as, you know, all these other dudes. Um, you know, the the levels they're put on when when people talk about, you know, legends and and so on. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely think they're there's they're under a microscope at period. I, I would like to ask you, like kind of dick well, hold on. Let's it's just too real. It's too real in your head right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You would think she lives literally in an episode of The Wire sometimes. Oh shit. Jesus. <laughs> like and and the you know the sad part? The window's not open. It's not. It's not. He's like every bit of shut in. That's how I used to be in New York. Yeah, I remember. And it's just, the sirens is so. I think it's just cops fucking with you. They know you're on air. It's the deep state. But um, to your point about that, it's actually interesting you talk about that. Um, the respect of, of female MCs. There's a certain look that mm-hmm. has been popular for the last 20 years, right? Before, you had to be really skinny for people to think you were attractive. Now, you can have a really fat ass. Mm -hmm. This fat ass renaissance is a wonderful thing. Came along too late. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Megan Thee Stallion, I watched her documentary thing Mm -hmm. about her getting shot in the foot. And it kind of goes back into her early days of rapping. Her mom was a rapper. Mm Mm-hmm. So she was really trying to be an MC, mm-hmm. but it's not until she really leans into, you know, all the sex stuff right. that she she truly blows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like the women that blew up on the sex stuff mm-hmm. are able to pivot out of it. Like you guys are talking about Cardi B kind of being mm-hmm. almost a Suzanne Summers like character now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of is every white woman's favorite friend of color. Right. Like, well, let's bring Cardi. Yeah, she's B. safe. She's safe to them. You know, that's that's how white folks are. If if <laughs> if, uh, if a Latino or black person almost, feels safe to them, then you know. I almost got trampled at Coachella the year she was there. Oh shit. I uh, yes yes. And flower crowns about to fuck me up trying to see cards. <laughs> um, it's real. Um, but <laughs> it's for the for this new new crop, right? Mm-hmm. The ratchet crop. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to have the intellectual wherewithal and the physical characteristics mm-hmm. of the Nickies, the Cardies. The Megans. Who else would you lump in that category, Tucson? Of uh, the BBL look? Yeah. Sure. Cardi has it. Nikki these, has it. These other girls don't necessarily have it. And it's like, I'm just going to double down on just fucking hood shit. Sexy Red does not have it. Like, I um, look at a check cashing place next to a liquor store. I mean, that's part of her realness. No, BB. Is it real? Have you ever been to a check cashing place? Yes, I have. <laughs> I have never been to a check cashing place. Thought to myself, yeah, I'm going to the check cashing place. 
<laughs> I was like, man, I wish I had a bank account. Nigga, I didn't have a bank account for 11 years. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you want to keep it real. I'm not going to do a song about it. Badass credit. Badass credit. <laughs> Pay me that under the home. table. Because I'm not tax wings, bitch. <laughs> Child support of the yin yang. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't hit the same way, huh? Mm-mm. But but it feels someone said eleven yeah eleven years go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story. I was a touring musician. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but. I kind of it makes me feel bad in a way because we we were watching an interview with Sexy Red with this comedian. What's the comedian guy's name, Toussaint? Is it funny, Marco? Is that his name? Yeah, Marco. I don't know what's worse, these homes and these niggas' names. Uh, <laughs> He's Marco. <laughs> but I felt bad for her in the interview because it felt like she was almost in over her head because you have a short shelf life when all you have is shock factor. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any talent and all you have is because there's nothing else you can say once you've said I don't mind getting gonorrhea hey. it's like where can you go after that well you can I show be... you what, where she's going right now yeah. <laughs> I'll show you this real quick this is her merch <laughs> that's her merch And and how long do you have before the novelty of that shirt wears off. And this is her. Sexy red. Oh, she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Big sexy. She's pregnant. I do I'm mad y'all says she looked like two chains. Is it two chains you said she looked this, like? It's um Young Thug. Young, young thug. thug, yeah. Y'all fucked up. And you knew Jill, so you you <laughs> <laughs> I see the memes. <laughs> you just as <this> bad. <laughs> I see the memes. I mean, oh god, yeah. Somebody says that shirt will not age well. It, you know, it's gonna age like a two live two shirt. It's gonna age like Black Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's where again? Where can you go? I know she said she had a makeup line. We're watching interview. She was like, I got a makeup line. Gonorrhea green. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Because she has a line in her song that says, my cum turns your cum green. Mm. And I was like, mm. you know, you can't do anything after that. Once that <laughs> line comes out, what are you going to do? Jerk off a goat? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jerk off a goat? Make a new coat? Jerk it off a goat. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 that's everybody's trying to make a pivot, right? Mm-hmm. Megan the Stallion's got a documentary. Now she's got a whole saga. Uh, Cardi B is she was a political figure in 2020 because she wanted to endorse Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders didn't know she raps about sucking dick nine different ways and how mm-hmm. wet her vagina is. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did know, and that's why he did the interview. Mm-hmm. Where's the, where's the broad with the wet vagina? <laughs> I don't want to do the view. The, the vagina. Yeah, yeah. Cardi. 
God. Oh, <laughs> little Bernie. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bernie Sanders, but I know that's what was going on when you were yelling at her. She loves her some Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said this is part of the historical record. <laughs> but they were all able they're all able to pivot. They're able to get big time ad campaigns. There's a there's another young MC uh, that people are making some funny Obama memes on. She always talks about somebody's a munch. What's her name? Ice Spice. Oh, Ice Spice. Yeah. Um, and Tucson, you grew up with Ice Spice, right? No, I did not grow up with Ice. She's <laughs> like 23. No. <laughs> all you people in New-, New York is this big, and all you people know each other. <laughs> millions of people. Just like live Pascal. here. Just like Pascal went to the prom with MC Light. <laughs> right, right. Sure you, you maybe said Ice Spice. There she is, Ice Spice. Now she's taken her very new career and has a national ad campaign with Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. And it's been like a year since she got on. Now, do you think she was as vulgar as the other? people or did she just throw in a little bit of vulgarity in there because you kind of have to at this point um i don't go ahead go ahead no 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 you go ahead i don't know about her i feel like she's a little bit different too and mm-hmm. that she doesn't seem as out there as the other ones mm-hmm. she does you know waggle her ass in front of the camera and stuff but she seems like shyer mm-hmm. than the others I don't know those little memes. Have you seen the memes where they do the they put Obama's face over Ice Spice? No, I haven't seen those. You haven't seen those, Jills? Have you seen those? No, not those. No. You haven't seen them? Still, they do it. You know how you can do deep fakes, so they deep Mm -hmm. Ice Spice with Obama. Why would they be doing that? It's Obama's face, but it's her voice, and she's doing an interview where she's talking about her lyrics and what they mean. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> no, I have not, but I shall. <laughs> I thought I sent one to you. I've sadly. So we do a thing, Jill's, called the Champagne Room, where we go mm-hmm. down these rabbit holes where I find these videos totally on accident. I do not search for them. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. Whatever oh, God- shit, I just saw one. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You just saw- <laughs> I would, I would pull it up on my iPad. Oh shit! <laughs> I was lying. It's I'm wild lying. because I know somebody that looks just like that. Go ahead. That's fucked up. You know somebody. Yeah, that looks it like is. Obama it Spice. is fucked up. It is fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Obama Spice. Go ahead. Sorry. Wait, just go back to your friend with the weird face. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's leave it. <laughs> Hopefully they're not watching today. Right. Yes. Yeah, so. I uh, hope she's not talking about me. <laughs> God damn. <Mm-mm. laughs> I thought we were friends. Oh, shit. I guess that jails a munch. <laughs> yeah, fuck that bitch. Sorry, I, you know I saw I, again. I didn't know who Ice Spice was, and I think mm-hmm. we played Ice Spice in the Champagne Room one day. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was like, whatever, you know, I wasn't super impressed. But again, I'm old and I don't. Um, and then I what blew me away was I was looking at her numbers. I'm like, oh, wow, it seems like she's got pretty good Spotify numbers and social media numbers in general. And the next thing you know, bam, she's in a, a Dunkin Donuts commercial with mm-hmm. Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Are these are the sexy reds of the world limiting their ability to make that that big money pivot? Um, Go ahead. I I think you know going back to again, this is what this is what the people who who are into this shit that this is what they're into. It, it like what's considered talent nowadays is very different than what we considered talent um in regards to hip hop back then. You know, um they're not trying to check for, and I'm not saying not everybody does obviously because there's a lot of newer um rappers now, newer MCs that are super dope. Um and you can tell that they were raised in the culture. Um or that at the least they appreciate it. Um but this is what the this is the content so yeah a lot of a, a lot of them are downplaying because some of them i believe do have actual skills and the thing with ice spice i think she's cute <laughs> um um i've heard and i've read that her father was someone who's a rapper that's known like back in the golden era i don't know who he is i haven't been able to find mm-hmm. out who he was but apparently she grew up in the culture so um and then there's the the kooky one um the cow one um who's you that know, the, the i'm a i'm a cow move <laughs> she's all the bald one now she's how the hell did i forget her name oh my daughter loves that. her yeah like she she came up like you know in the underground like you know rhyming at like you know open mics and shit with dudes but you know that's not what, what what she's doing now. You know what I'm saying? So right. a lot of them do have skills and they came from that, you know, environment. But, you know, nowadays people aren't really trying to check for <laughs> for lyrics and, you know, talking about the culture and, and all that shit. That's not. They, they, they want to talk about pussies and sucking dick and, you know, stacks and, <laughs> you know, right. all that shit. So it's just that's just what people are are listening to now it's it's very different to to what we considered um talent back then like i said you know back then if, if shit was whack it, people were just quick to just dismiss you like you had to be dope um you know and again like i said earlier it's not like everyone was because now looking back you know and listening to a lot of that shit is like whoa that shit was pretty whack but you know a lot of it did have to do with you know who they knew and the beats and all that shit who the producers were but it's 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 totally different um now um so yeah i, I think unfortunately a lot of them are downplaying their talent what they're actually capable of doing and saying and mm-hmm. you know because that's not what that's not what's selling unfortunately and it, it that part really sucks it makes me sad but um, is it is it really selling as much as we think it is? I mean, these people aren't doing arenas. No, not in that aspect. No, because everything now is is you know internet shit. You know, just likes and you know um, views and all that shit. That now that's like what's considered, you know, um, 
popular and anybody could do that. You know, anybody, you know, there's people live down the street, you know, that get, you know, <laughs> millions of views doing fucking nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's totally different now, you know, what we considered um big and what's considered big and, and popular now. It's more, you know, being seen as as much as possible in your face. It is interesting that you that you say that because I was looking at there was an interview with a young woman and I don't know her name. And she went on tour with kind of like a mid-tier tour where they're probably playing like 300 cap rooms, like small spaces. And she lost money on it. And she was like, "It make I make more money sitting at home doing music on the internet. And I thought a tour would be fun. And mm-hmm. she was like, I didn't know a tour was going to cost this much money. Mm-hmm. Yep. E- even working in the live music business, if you have a mm-hmm. fan base that's filled with under 21s, mm-hmm. you're not really going to have a long a long life unless you're massively pop large, like Disney large, right? Ed Sheeran large. Mm -hmm. Um, Because those people don't drink. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of the income. It's not the ticket sales. It's also the alcohol sales is the big part, especially when we're talking about festivals. So when you bring in a bunch of, you know, Billie Eilish's where the fan base is, I mean, I think her fan base has gotten finally gotten a little older, but there was a time where people was like, Oh, (laughs) <laughs> We're about mm-hmm. to on the, on this show because you know everybody that's going to be here is under 21. We got to get the barricades out and more security. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that you you do bring that up that these people are kind of looking for not necessarily necessarily longevity mm-hmm. or even real like a real career. Right. It's, I just want to be visually famous. Right. And I think there's a disconnect people have between mm-hmm. visual mm-hmm. fame and like actual, oh, you actually make money for your appearances and, you know, you go right. on tour and people come see you. And, you know, I I, I, th- I feel like we should show her that video footage of the BET Awards. <laughs> <Mm-mm. Mm-mm. laughs> Did you watch the BET Awards, Jules? No. Does anybody black watch the BET Awards? No. I, I don't like... watch award shows, period. Oh, that's what you're going to say to try to protect yourself? <laughs> I don't watch them at all. <laughs> we'll check her social media. I bet she was like, and did you see what so-and-so was wearing at the Grammys? Whatever. <laughs> I've never met anybody that was like, oh, did you watch the BET Awards last night? Unless you wanted to watch the train wreck. Mm-hmm. I used to. I remember that. Mm-mm. They were crazy. <laughs> Tucson, do you watch the BET Awards? I do not. Why is that? Are you? Is that anti-blackness? Is that internalized anti-blackness? It's internalized anti-blackness. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Wilderson was right again. <laughs> he got us. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Anybody watching the show right now, please leave a comment if you watch the BET Awards and not as something like ironic. Like you really wanted to see who won. And and also, did you watch the NAACP Image Awards? Is that the one where Sexy Red was throwing money? The BET Awards is the one where she was throwing money. Throwing money all around. Jumping around, dancing in booty shorts. <laughs> 
Mm-mm. Can I? Oh, look, can you be entertaining while I find that clip? Because we have to show this to, to our guests. He's entertaining. I can't believe you. Would you want me to say something more rude? Go ahead. I can't. <laughs> That's the limit for today. Mm-hmm. We got companies over. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see, I'm going through the questions. Is it important to you that female rappers write their own lyrics? Do some of these rappers deserve to be called rappers? Uh, even back in our day, not everybody, you know, wrote their own, you know, came out right. and they had ghostwriters. But obviously there was more of, it was more important, you know, to to write your own shit, you know. Mm. Um but now, uh, I mean, I don't, they're not saying, to me, they're not saying anything that I've heard at least that is so deep that if I were to find out that, you know, they had a ghostwriter, I wouldn't give a fuck. Oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it's, it, it's, anybody can come up with shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, right. it's not, it's not deep. Um, so no, to me, it's, it's not important at all because of the, the content, you know, um, right. it's just the, the content. Yeah. There's, there's, there are some, um, people that, you know, it would, I, I would say, yes, I would be surprised if they had a ghostwriter and be fucked up, but again, different content for these. Eh. Is it important to you that uh, a lot of these lyrics are written by men for women? Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of this shit is just, is, is, is created for image as a whole. You know, a lot of, a lot of people have never rapped before. They find them, oh, they're pretty or they're cute or they, you know, like they just want to mold them, you know, Mm -hmm. they just want to, you know, make someone famous or whatever. So that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, no. It doesn't surprise me. And is it important? No. I mean, mm. <laughs> some somebody in the comments wrote, bitch, say these words. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you feel sometimes. You, mm-hmm. When you go back and look at the history of like the early days of rock and roll, there was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. White white men telling uh, black people how black to sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is authentic black music. I was like, mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might want to read the backstory on that one there, Chippy, because uh, right. <laughs> it is these black people want to sing it a whole different way. They're like, mm, mm-hmm. no, we're gonna need you to, to really negrify it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But like electrify it. Listen, but this is how I sing. I am a black woman. I feel this way. The song should come out like this. Mm, we think. Mm-hmm. Do that thing. We go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I found an interview before I go deep into the archives. Uh, I did find an interview with Theo Vaughn, the comedian, and Sexy Red. And they're discussing 
Uh oh. Is everything okay, Toussaint? Everything's okay. It's just a train. Okay, god damn. And you live next to a train? I do live next to a train. Jesus. Oh. Okay, here's Theo Vaughn interviewing Sexy Red. Can you guys see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Community or not? Hell yeah. Really? I got it bad. Damn. He asked if there's asthma in the black community. Mm. Everything trying to get them. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar, asthma. Damn, everything, yeah. bro. But white people got different stuff, too, that we can't get. Like, we be looking at white people like, dang, they got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For real, like, I'm you know how, like, think. they can get lice. Oh, yeah. And sunburn and stuff. I was thinking the other day. Skin cancer. We yeah. can't get stuff like that. Sunburn is a real. People don't want to admit it, but that shit is real. What it do? That's the unsexy red. What it do though? <laughs> it uh, I've been black for about forty six years now. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's still here. Um, and I live in Mexico, and I have to put on sunscreen uh, whenever I I go running because I will get sunburn. I, too, thought black people couldn't get sunburned. And then I went to a San Francisco 49ers game uh, about 15 years ago, and my entire face was red. Mm-mm. And I was like, oh, I thought I couldn't get sunburned. I went to the school of sexy red logic. Yeah. Read all those books that told me black was magic. <laughs> <laughs> what do what do you two have to say about this interview? Um, she sounds like she knows her stuff. <laughs> Not getting the drop on her. <laughs> she sounds like a regular person. Her speaking voice is actually pleasant. Oh, you want her to just like sing you a lullaby? Maybe not, but Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. She just seems very human to me. (laughs) Besides all her her uh, her persona, she seems very human to me. She wears glasses. She wears glasses. (laughs) You made a point to say that her and Sukiyana both wear glasses. They do. They do. Sukiyana wears glasses too. I mean, the Sukiyana interview is still the best. Cam Newton. Has Jill seen the Cam Newton interview with Sukiyana? Oh my God. I don't think so. Oh my God. It is the greatest interview ever. She's hitting on him so hard. Mm-mm. And he does the polite, nice guy, good looking guy thing. It was awesome. She like talks. Yeah. She goes, I cook for all my men that's married. He goes, you do what? She goes, yes, I cook for all my men. I cook. I, she's just naming all these foods that she cooks. And he goes, and she looks at him and he goes, oh, that, I'm a vegan. She goes, mm-hmm. I make vegan food too. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best shit ever. Then she said it, she made chicken. Yeah, she made chicken. I make vegan food too, like uh, chicken. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. Someone says, "Why does Jason hate the short-sighted community?" I don't. I wear glasses. 
God, you guys are so mean. Giving me shit about not having a bank account for 11 years. <laughs> I just didn't tell you. I didn't have a license for like seven. I was driving all over the world with no lights. <laughs> I mean, look, if anyone knows nigga shit, it's me. Okay? That's what she said. Okay, do stop be entertaining again. Entertaining again. Okay. Do we widen the criteria of what's a talented rapper for these female rappers in a way we don't for male rappers? Like valuing stage presence and delivery, stuff like that. Um I guess. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't go to any shows to see these people. Um, <laughs> I try to avoid seeing them on screen at all costs anyway, but um, yeah, I just have to keep repeating it. I mean, what is, what's considered talented now is, is very different than, you know, what I considered talented when I was younger. Um or I guess when I was the age of the people listening to this shit now. I mean, there, there's people our age that listen to this shit too. Um, right. For whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, it, women are always gonna gonna be looked at a certain way. Period. I mean, it's since it's how it's always been. That's how it's always gonna be. Um, so. It's just a different time. The year is different now. You know, we have access to different things that we didn't have back then. But women, you know, we're always going to be looked at differently, regardless of what we do. That's just how it is. That's true. That's true. Um, How empowering can these women be when in interviews they claim to have not slept with a lot of men? Like they claim it's uh, it's just lyrics. I actually don't have a lot of dudes that I slept with. I don't have a lot of notches on my bedpost. Specifically Meg. Meg has said that she goes back to her exes so that she doesn't have high numbers. Mm. Is that empowering? I, I, I mean... They've been doing that shit for a long time, you know, um, lying right. <laughs> on, on joints, you know, lies or nothing new in rap, <laughs> not at all. You know, some of the motherfuckers talking about, you know, flipping the biggest bricks, you know, love to play golf and speak very proper and, you know, it, they're nothing like the shit they're talking about. So, um, and then since the, you know, it's always been that way, but, um. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't put that much importance on stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it's just, you know, it's just not the same. Things are just totally different. So, like, my standards of, of, you know, where I'm gonna hold these people in comparison to, you know, way back, you know, then is mm-hmm. is totally different. I can't, you know, I can't really judge too much. With, with especially shit that I don't listen to, you know. Right. Um, but there's a lot of shit. Nothing that's that the content is nothing different than what was being said then. It's just done over different beats, and you know, we have access to it quicker, you know. Um, so 
mean, you've been talking about that shit since forever. Hoes have been hoes since forever, you know? <laughs> like you I said, it's, huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I did find this for you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh-uh, here you go, here you go. Oh, she had one hit one day, da, da, da. but it's like, now what? Two hit one day? Like, the fuck? Everybody? <laughs> I did see this. I didn't get it at all. I didn't get it at the time. I nice. don't understand why they would want to put Obama's face. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Where's the correlation? But <laughs> the fact that she was the one that rocks this look. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> and they have a whole bunch of these. Like a whole oh, shit. bunch of these. But hold on, Tucson. Keep being entertaining. You're doing a great job. I keep being entertaining. Yeah. Okay. Companies in the house. Sing the song. Companies in the house. I just like to tell everybody to hit like and subscribe. We are over 15,000 subscribers now. And thank you so much for that. It's really important. So uh, I have a quote from Ice Cube. Ice Cube says, I mean, the power of sex is more powerful than the motherfuckers in Saudi Arabia. A girl that you want to get with can make you do almost anything. This is Ice Cube talking about sex selling. Okay, since, since we're in the, since we're over an hour and we've stolen Jill's for a little bit. I do have to ask her this question. Have you seen the movie, I think it's 2008 it came out, called Havoc? Don't believe so. Starring uh, Anne Hathaway and Bijou Phillips? Oh, God. I don't think so. Not <laughs> the top way. Uh, we, were, we were discussing this scene in the champagne room, and since we're letting people see what goes on in the VIP section of T-I-R in the champagne room. I wanted to get your opinion of this scene. This is a scene from the movie. Uh, Can you guys see it? Yeah. This is Anne Hathaway singing Tupac. A dude named Toby. (laughs) 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 This is like every black woman's nightmare of like the when the black dude brings a white girl over that she's gonna be a Hathaway in heaven. 
She probably she probably wanted to do the movie just to be able to say that. Like she probably waited her whole life for that shit. <laughs> but she broad waited. It sounds so broad. <laughs> she that's uh, a nigga in the cash game. Mm. <laughs> when you're a thug, you're a thug all the way from your first. That was cringe. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, um. <laughs> I feel really dirty right now. <laughs> that shit's gonna stay with me, like, all day. Now I'm gonna watch that shit. Now I'm gonna watch that shit. Watch. This weekend, I'm gonna watch it. She's gonna walk into Starbucks on purpose, side eye wipe, be like, mm hmm. Oh, ain't halfway long, And I'm already weary, like, naturally, of white folks. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm really gonna be like, okay, that's why y'all liked her. Yeah. Ah. Shut the fuck up, speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never, and then you broke out your Broadway rendition of a ghetto song. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. That is horrible. Oof. Your Broadway rendition of Hit 'em Up. God damn. <laughs> that is fucked up. <laughs> um, the movie is about. A bunch of rich white kids, as you can see, hmm. from Pacific Palisades mm-hmm. that form a gang hmm. because it's what's hot in kind of popular culture, right? Mm-hmm. As you can see, the Toby is mm-hmm. wearing Echo shit. Yeah. And um, they literally fight with other kind of cliques of well-to-do people for no real good reason other than they think this is just what you do. Right, you say you have a gang, and you just fight. So they want to score dope, and they like we're gonna go to East LA. And so mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway, the boyfriend, and a couple of the people go try to buy drugs in East LA, and they encounter actual gang members that scare her boyfriend so much that he pisses himself Aww. in front of them. And then they end up like hanging out in East LA and dating the gang members, and it just becomes this whole other moralizing tale of why mm. you should date Mexicans. Like the whole movie could be called like, and this is why you don't date Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. No, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Like I'm not Mexican and that movie offended me. Mm-mm. But it tries to have one of those crash endings. Mm-hmm. Where like everyone's racism is kind of like shown to be the problem, but in reality, it's like you know none of this would have happened if you didn't date Mexicans. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But um, just just because I'm kind of a prick and I want to give you PTSD. (laughs) Oh shit. It sounds like Annie, right? Yeah. That's a hard knock life for you. That's a hard knock life. (laughs) Oh, shit. Better go get it, though. How do you want it? 
right there, right there. That uh, note right there, that Broadway note. Uh, uh, that is the note that lets me know everything's going to be all right with you, Anne Hathaway. Uh, uh, I appreciate that. Hey, your food may be bland, but uh, <laughs> you're going to understand my problems. Give me a hug on a long day. <laughs> <laughs> that Broadway oh, note, that Broadway note. That shit's not even far off from shit that happens now. <laughs> you know? Like these white girls and white dudes, especially, you know, they have like one black friend, you know, and they're like in a white neighborhood. So only, I mean, in a white town. So they have like two, like one black family, and they're friends with like the one, you know, son. So that gives them a pass <laughs> to say. Jills, what do those black cats do when they get in those situations? They overdo it. Right. Not all the time, but sometimes yeah. cats have, like, feel like they got to overdo it. Right. Because right. I just start asking you dumbass questions that you don't fucking understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Kevin Hart had that goofy-ass movie was called Get Hard, where <laughs> he was paid to train Will Ferrell because he had to go to prison. He was like, teach him how to be tough. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's just... This movie, again, watch it. Please send a message to us and let me know or Tucson know how you liked. Yeah. It's, I it's, will. It's, I'll, I'll tell you this much. The ending is going to F your head up. Oh, I will tell you that much. The ending is going to be a real. This is a pre Me Too movie. Mm-hmm. And I do a content warning. Uh, if you guys do want to go watch this movie, it's. They they really this is also after the movie Kids. Yeah, I mean, and I love Kids. <laughs> and so, I mean, kids like how how can we make being young right very fucking right. disgusting right? <laughs> and also never date a Mexican. So, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely story. sounds like something I have to see. Somebody <laughs> says, "What's the name of this movie? It's called Havoc." called Havoc is the name of the movie with Anne Hathaway and Bijou Phillips. Um, but yeah, I'll just say that there's a gang initiation at the end of the movie that's just whoa. <laughs> they have to, uh, how quickly they can season chicken. I mean, like, you said freeze a uh, chicken? Season. Season chicken? <laughs> is that the initiation? <laughs> that's if I made up a gang. That's kind of shit. Right? <laughs> you white bitches want to join my gang? Use some salt, I dare you. I talk like Willie Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so you want and talking about myself in the third person. So you want to be part of Jason Stable, huh? <laughs> Let me see a potato salad, bitches. <laughs> Leave the raisins alone. All right, Tucson, do your thing. Do my, do my thing. Okay. Yeah. So that ice cube statement from before, I just think it's stupid, personally. Yeah. You want me to read it again? Do you remember yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, the power of sex is more powerful than the motherfuckers in Saudi Arabia. 
A girl that you want to get with can make you do almost anything. Yeah, I think that's... I think he just said too many words just to say that, you know, pussy sells. Yeah. You know, sex sells, pussy sells. <laughs> right. You know, that's that's basically all he had to say. Um, not necessarily wrong, but it was said stupid. I mean, how do you feel about it? I agree. It was said stupidly. I mean, do we really go to Ice Cube for knowledgeable statements? We're All not, right. We're not 15 anymore where he can say something like, damn. Yeah. He's... Remember when Ice Cube was like, Ice Cube was like Malcolm X. I was like, what? Right. The... Yeah, I... we put Cube on his shelf. Like, you're not speaking for us anymore, buddy. Like, a lot of them niggas. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of them. Like, Chuck D always acts like, you know, the civil rights movement and uh, fight the power is the same thing. Right. Right. I'm like, hey, calm down, Chuck. <laughs> You've been a pundit for a long time. It's not like you ran for office. You worked in radio, nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Oh, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. <laughs> like the cultural and like significance definitely outweighs the political significance of a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. Don't tell that to them niggas. Mm-hmm. Oof. Now I'm going to get in trouble. Yes, you are. How dare you? Yeah, fuck them. Pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of how I live my life, man. Again, Word. 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> Walking into the check cashing place like Norm from Cheers. <laughs> They <laughs> start playing and shit when you open the door. It's set for you. Got motion. for you. Don't worry. We're just gonna take hundred and fifty dollars of your two hundred dollar check this time. Yes. Okay. Why don't you get one of these prepaid cards and it'll feel less painful? <laughs> it'll be like we kissed you after we fucked you. Oh my gosh! Yes, Lord. <laughs> This young lady here does these things where she's Terry Gross from NPR, a hundred years into the future, talking about the music, because you know NPR always does music stuff, uh-huh. and she's kind of funny and kind of mean. So I want to get your guys' take. You, have you watched this yet, Tucson? No. Okay. Can you guys see it on screen? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the chart-shattering "I'm in love with a stripper" by the artist T. Dash pain in the key of A flat major. A love ballad that takes us on an emotional journey with a man who is both fascinated and quite titillated by a dancer he meets at a strippy, as some call it. Tugging at the listener's heartstrings, Payne can't help but cry out in a fit of enamorment that he wants to bring one of the strippers home to, quote, do that night thang. Which, of course, means he wishes to put his joystick into her gaming console. T essentially only repeats the same few lines throughout the tune, being, She pop and she roll, and she rollin', she climbing that pole. But these lines are so poignant and lush with meaning that any other lyrics would simply overwhelm the human mind. Coming up next, we have Move Bish. A song about a man who simply wants people to get out of his way. Ah, that's <laughs> hilarious. Simply. <laughs> wants people. 
That is hilarious. (laughs) Jills, thank you for hanging out with us today. I hope you had a good time. I did. I had such a good time. Thank you so much for having me. Tell all your friends about us. I definitely will. This is dope. Don't be a stranger. I will not. You have a you have a very good rest of your day. You mm-hmm. too. Thank you. Later. Thanks, Jill. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm mad you didn't see you didn't watch this. She has another one where she interviews the Kia chick. My neck oh, back. God. So damn funny. So damn funny, dude. That's fine. Uh, did we did we cover enough topics? Do we want to do some more? Hold on, I have to show you this. You think for a second. Do my thing for a second. Yeah. Let me see. I uploaded pictures, so we're gonna go look at these pictures, so that you can tell the difference and who we're talking about. We didn't talk about this one. This is Lotto. I might show a video about her. This is Coyle Ray, another female rapper. This is Ice Spice and her mentor, Nicki Minaj. Uh, let's see. This is Meg Thee Stallion. Obviously, this is from WAP. And this is the Cardi B. Just so that you have an idea of who these people are that we're talking about. I bothered to upload those pictures, so you had to look at them. Uh, We looked at them real quick last night on the stream. Because when I saw I was like, what the fuck are these images? (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, the show. going on? Gene Boshlaw <laughs> used to do that too. They used to upload a bunch of images and you're like, what the fuck is this? He did um, here is kind of the epitome, I think, of what we were talking about today, which is kind of funny. I like to make music that moves people. Clap, 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 clap that ass, bitch. Shake that camel toe. Let me see them. Nice. Uh, who is that? Who is that? That is the question. <laughs> is she a real rapper? Or is this like a meme? She could be. I don't, I don't even know. Is she, uh, what's clapping? Probably not with your hands. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Like Pascal's favorite uh, instructor? Yes. When, when that woman came on the screen, the fast guy went, oh. Oh, <laughs> Just the way, and it's the way his eyes got hella big. Oh, my brother. Just like, whoa. Got real. Um, I don't. Okay. Can you shake a camel toe? Should you shake a camel toe? Yeah, I thought that was a little bit weird. Should you? Are you trying to shake the stuff out so it's not a camel toe, or was that the look you were going for when you left the house? Good question. Is that a style now? If so, can someone drop a comment and let us know if that's like the, the look? Is. All. 
to look for fall is a camel toe. It's a camel toe chic. Would Anne Hathaway rock a camel toe? That's what you have to ask yourself. (laughs) I do not want to think about Anne Hathaway's Broadway camel toe. (laughs) Oh my God. Should, should we make Anne Hathaway's N-word a soundboard drop? Oh my gosh. So she just soars. So like there's two N-words that really stand out in my head that white people say. Leonardo DiCaprio and Django, it felt like he did not have to rehearse for that role at all. Mm. Like he just rolled on the set. They're like, oh, you need to get in character? Uh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm in character. I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> like I was like, either he is the greatest actor of our generation, or <laughs> he ain't acting. <laughs> he, he was over there yelling, "Cut on Anna!" And you're not saying it right. <laughs> Take the mayonnaise out your voice when you say it. Nice. Really dig into that A. <laughs> you got to make us believe, Ann. <laughs> Do you think Tarantino has to like say that to these these white actors that have to use the N word all the time? Because if you watch Pulp Fiction, Eric Stoltz looks. And sounds extremely uncomfortable when he says the N word. <laughs> do I look like a nigger? And he like almost does this. Do I look like a nigger to you? Is this dead nigger storage? Like it just didn't sound. I I walked out of Pulp Fiction. You walked out. Yeah, we walked out. We were like, this is the stupidest thing we've ever seen. Like no one talks like this. Like who the fuck talks like this? And then Tarantino stands up and he goes, I talk like this. This is normal to me. It's like Wu-Tang gave him a pass to just. Wu-Tang ain't giving him no pass. I don't think Spike Lee in all his movies has had as many N-words as like Pulp Fiction. And Spike Lee loves, he loves racism. He does love racism. No one loves racism more than Spike Lee. You would think Spike Lee was one of them kids that integrated that school in Little Rock, Arkansas. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, damn, Spike, did you not get off the bus, nigga? Damn. (laughs) Like, my first time in New York, I was terrified. Because Spike Lee movies. Oh my gosh. Those scenes were like, well, first of all, I thought it was the ghetto was really colorful and I was depressed when I went to Bed Stuy and that shit just looked like Oakland. It's just brown. Just looked like, I was like, oh, this big ass Oakland, Puerto Rican. Uh, but no, like white people in this movie, like everyone that's not black loves saying the N word. You monkey mouth, nigga lip, 
ain't shit, motherfucker, long dick, never work, child support, having. Like, damn, Spike, you that literally might be internalized racism. <laughs> <laughs> it goes I, Frank Wilderson again. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> Maybe you are hitting the nail on the proverbial head there, Mr. Wilderson. <laughs> Because, man, after he did She's Gotta Have It, it was just like, oh, by the way, all white people are racist. All white people are racist. Remember, he did a movie with 25th Hour? Mm-hmm. There's no need in that movie for that scene where everybody looks in the camera and starts yelling out racist epithets. There's just no need for it. That happens? <laughs> like, where did that come from? This is about a guy that doesn't that's about to go to prison. And trying to figure out like who set him up, and all of a sudden, it's, it's like it wasn't like you needed to pad yourself for time. It's a Spike Lee movie; they're always long as hell. That's true. <laughs> Tarantino is in Palestine. Doing what? I don't know. Calling them the N word? I don't know if that's true. Jesus. I don't think them people got enough problems. The last thing they need is Tarantino over there. Exactly. Jesus. Oh. I shouldn't say that. He could be doing something really fucking great. If they're I, not, I, if they're not joking in the chat. They could be. Oh, they said is. I could see him in Israel. Yeah. Is he? He's Tarantino, so he's Italian, right? Yeah, I guess. He's probably not really that Italian. <laughs> probably not. Watch us meet Tarantino. He's like the nicest guy in the world. We're going to take all this back. Come in and sit down. <laughs> you guys look hungry. <laughs> Have a drink. Would you like some water? He's looking at Gal Gadot's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you people are so mean. <laughs> this chat is ridiculous. <laughs> this chat, see, a lot of people in the chat are not patrons. So they don't get to experience the champagne room and how much fun we get to have. That's true. The, the one where it was me, was it me, you, and Pascal? We did like two hours of just laughing. <laughs> that sounds right. I hadn't laughed that hard and so, and I like needed it. My soul needed it because I was like sad. Aww. It's okay. Everybody gets sad. Sad, Jason. He exists. Um. Can I show you this this rapper? Um. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should say that for the champagne. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what I do want to show you, but we'll get the show knocked down. You weren't on the show. Did you listen to the, the group I showed you? Probably not. 
Probably not. It's the it's the it's the women. It's like four white women and one black woman. Oh, you showed you showed me. We had a conversation on the phone about it, right? Right. Did you listen to it? Mm, separately, no. Because <laughs> it looks like Cedric. Cedric. Cedric sent me this this message today. He's like, oh, I found another singing group because the other one was not just. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. No. <laughs> they just looked. Complained so much at chain restaurants. Oh, I've been listening to the album though. That's good. It's not really. They got like three really good songs. The instrumentation of the whole record is really good, but it's a little too, a little too mellow to the point where like some stuff just blends together and it's like one forty-minute song. Like Shade. She got tempo changes. Fifty-five minutes on her greatest hits. <laughs> Swear to God. She's got some like little, some songs you can shake the the shoulders a little bit. But yeah, most of it is is very mid tempo stuff or low, slow tempo stuff. Um. Yeah, just there was there's a few like really really good songs and they have one song that's like. I wouldn't say woke. What do you call it when you do one of those songs where you're trying to like bring attention to a cause and it just feels like um, who's that rapper that you really hate? <laughs> there's so many. No, there's one that you really common. Oh yeah, I do really hate common. Can't stand him. It kind of feels like like they have one song where the ladies like sang the names of like young black men that have been killed by police violence. And there's a song. The song is actually okay, but it's just the names. It's kind of like, oh, this feels I feel like I'm at the DNC convention right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I have to play this for you and then we can leave. Okay. This is a female rapper. I've never heard of this woman. I, I don't know if this is just an internet thing or if she's actually like a thing. Um, can you see it on screen? Yeah. Okay. She just saying words and then putting the N word on the end of it. Basically. <laughs> wow. The comments, the comments. The comments are crazy. The comments, oh my god. The comments. Oh my God! Hold on, I I need you guys to help me understand what I'm hearing. Hold on, it's not over yet. Um, I kind of want to hear Anne Hathaway now. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, I feel man. way better with Broadway N-word because um, 
is is she raunchier than the other people we were talking about? I need to cleanse the palate with Anne, Han- Anne Hathaway. Damn. Hathaway in the fuck out of that. Hathaway is going to be a fucking bird. Jesus. It's horrible. It's horrible. I don't understand because she was just saying all kind of n-words like grits collard greens cornbread and a fuck nigga i'm like what does that mean he's just, uh, <laughs> are you worried about his diet are you are you saying are you claire huxtabulling him right now like, i ain't listen <laughs> just put nigga at the end that's not how you walk around uh, New York? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it is not. That's, that's a no. <laughs> you can rhyme N-word with another N-word. Thanks, Riley. <laughs> Someone says, now I want grit. <laughs> <laughs> she said she said something about grits and cornbread. Mm. Macaroons and coons. <laughs> Is that the name of her album? Macaroons and coons. Macaroons and coons. She's playing Mad Libs and has a <laughs> I don't like the guy, the look on the guy's face on the bottom, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. It, it is the, was the look on my face, though, in all fairness. Yep. And the guy is not black. He's us. He's all of us. He's all of us. Like, there's no way you can listen to this. Here, let's break this down real quick before we go. Hold on. Beat it out, beat it out, beat it out, nigga. Drink it out. Drink it out. So is she saying that she she's going to sell drugs or buy them? I don't know. This is where I'm confused. Is she going to the crack house to like, hey, I've just I got a key. Let's flip this, rock this up and flip it. Or I have some sort of narcotic that we can cut up. And make a profit on, and I get excited about the fact that we're going to make such a large profit on the markup that we're going to have on the wholesale price that we got it at. Is this is what she's trying to say here? She's better versed in eating me out, nigga. Than <laughs> she is on drugs. Okay, because I don't, I don't. Where she's like, hey, I got a lot of money. I'm gonna get really fucking high. With a bunch of black people that I just met here in the crack house. A new friends. You know, it is. It's it's a social place. You know, they are. They are social places. You ever been to a crack house? <laughs> Not that I know of. Okay. Well, as one that's been to one, did I ever tell you about the time that we were we had a record deal and the oh dude that ran the label was a drug dealer? 
and we had a label meeting in the crack house. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jason. In a bubble. We were, I was 19. Oh, 20 maybe? Dude. We were like, I think we're in too deep. <laughs> like, I don't think we're going to get famous. <laughs> I don't think this is the way. <laughs> felt like Coco at the end of fame. <laughs> I was like, it's horrible. This, that was that was one of those moments where you're like, hmm. Is anyone gonna believe our origin story? I don't I don't think I need to. I heard what she said, I don't get it. So wait, wait, wait. Is she complaining about black people who she doesn't think are masculine masculine enough? They eat cornbread? Is that not masculine? Dude. How are they eating the cornbread? <laughs> mm. I'm all kinds of confused about this. Someone says she dissing cornbread. I really don't understand. Yeah, what is what is a pussy ass cornbread nigga? I've look, I've called people a lot of n words. I'm gonna probably call somebody some kind of n word today. Never would I think to put cornbread in front of it. No. <sighs> I don't even know. <laughs> and she looks so happy. She does. <laughs> she looks like the chicken in the song. Friday. <laughs> She's happy because she memorized this. <laughs> Jip says the pussy has cornbread ends. Ain't got the hundred steps. <laughs> Man. I don't. There's, she says it so quick too, and it's just words. I don't. Can you just get away with words now? This is what we sound like when doves cry. To to people who make parodies like this. Oh, uh, is this a parody? Um, whatever this is supposed to be. I is th that's the question. Is I don't think this is a parody. I don't think it's a parody. But people who make stuff like this, this is what it sounds like to them. That's what I think. Like who? This is actually sounds like a Republican wrote this rhyme. Republican. She's talking about MAGA in it. Did she say something about MAGA? Yep. What did she say? But where did you hear? You heard that? I heard her say MAGA. Yeah. What'd she say? MAGA nigga. <laughs> Maybe she meant like mega nigga, like he's like the biggest of all of them. Maybe she did mean it that way, but that's not what I heard. What does mega nigga look like? Does it look like? 
that Francis Ngannou fighter guy looks like he could be mega Nick. <laughs> okay. You sh- so do MAGA niggas not eat cornbread? Good question. Because I want to I want to know what cornbread did to anybody. Most people I know enjoy cornbread unless they have some weird allergy to corn. Midi doctor says black, blackity, black, black. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, welcome to the show, Reese. Reese says, "Mega nigga versus mega shark." <laughs> remember when Eminem invented words? I don't remember Eminem ever saying the N word. That's kind of his thing. Yeah, this is thing. Like I can be one of the dopest MCs without saying this one word. And it's like that. Yeah, that's good for you. <laughs> All your friends appreciate you. Uh, you seem like you respect a lot of people there. I'm not your mother and your baby's mother, but besides that, you seem like you're all right. Hmm. Uh, cornbread was with Earl and me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Timothy has to be black. That's a deep black cut. <laughs> Like seriously, I've never I've have said the N word numerous times and never been this happy. Yeah, she's she has a lot of glee in, in like, what she's doing. It's like a video game when you like grab certain things, you get more energy just saying the N word. <laughs> power bar goes up, everything gling 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 gling. She's collecting coins for every word. <laughs> she got the star. She's invincible. And that's where Mega Nigga comes from because when she gets the she gets enough coins to get the plant, then Mega Nigga arrives. But he's got the honey stacks. He's got the honey stacks. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't rhyme. That's a bit much there, ma'am. You're just saying rude things. Somebody said this was a porn star. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. You know, this is uh, kind of the things that go on in porn. You know, someone's going to fuck her face and it's uh, it's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. It's not going to be a, uh, you know, she might need a bib. But this is just rude. You know, you've just been handling money this whole time. It's Riley Reed. She's a porn star. Does she wash her hands first? They know her name. Good grief. Do, uh, do they know her music? That's the question. Is this part of one of her movies? Is she auditioning for something? This is the porn version of the NWA movie, Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton. (laughs) Straight Outta Compton. 
crazy little skinny bitch named Ashley. Good nutritious nut. Good nutritious nut. Mega nigga. Mega nigga is very healthy. I think it's not mega. I think it's mega. Okay. Mega nigga is not going to have nutritious nut. Mega nigga drinks like three liters of Coca-Cola like it's water. And energy drinks. Mega nigga does not drink soda. Doesn't even do coffee. Non-caffeinated teas. And is vegan. Herbal Good nutritious. Teas. Yeah, herbal teas. Good nutritious nut. And then it's just hand bombs. We got the noises in the background. Do you think her black co-stars wrote this for her? As a joke? No. Oh, because I would. Because you would. Here, just wrap this. Oh, yeah, we do. This is fire. This is fire. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. 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 And, and just keep saying the N-words. Totally fine. Totally fine. This is... Yeah, it's not going to go viral. If you're a porn star, what are you worried about? You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> would you say she's on beat? There's just a lot going on. She like might the, be better than Blueface. Is he one of those people that doesn't rap to the beat? Nope. That's like a thing. Yep. Those scam rappers don't rap on beat either. They don't even rhyme. Scam rappers. They they're the ones that coined the term. What scam rappers? <laughs> they don't know name. They all have stupid ass names. They put the scammers in the ATMs. <laughs> Little. Little Billy Uliwop. <laughs> Billy Uliwop. What is the critical Caucasian theory? Critical Caucasian theory. Do we need to hear this four times in one evening? Dusty, you are so lucky. I don't live where you live because I would be blaring this out in front of your house. Like John Cusack and say anything. (laughs) (laughs) This is also why I don't have any friends. Well, that'll do it. Critical Caucasian theory is, to me, as good as Anglo pessimism. I think so too. Should we start making it up and do like hella fake Twitter posts about critical Caucasian theory? <laughs> we might as well. Did I tell you? Oh, you weren't on the show the other night. Someone, I don't know who it is. I'm asking again to please send me the image. They did a candy man. <laughs> <laughs> they did a they put Kendi's face on Candy Man. I fell the fuck out. They did Candy Man. That's funny. Hmm. This lady is not funny. No. It's it's actually rather sad. 
Like I'm depressed. Like this is I'm mildly depressed. Can you please cheer me up? Janos, just cheer me up. Critical Caucasian theory, the other whiteness studies. Can we just like go into all these other shows and just start like bombing their chats? Like, if you're not talking about critical Caucasian theory, what the fuck are you talking about? Time to get serious here. Mm-hmm. Can we please be more serious about Caucasoid issues? Jesus. It's like you guys never heard D Antwoord. What is D Antwoord? Someone told me it was it was juggalo music for people that thought they were better than juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh man. <laughs> we were serious for like the first hour. We were. And then we did. This is what we do. Every every night we stream, we get very serious for the first hour. And then we exhale the second hour. For Africaners by Africaners. <laughs> He's white oh, Ados. White <sighs> yes, Gaspar says, and then catharsis. Yeah. You know, listen to the sounds of Toussaint's life and tell me she doesn't need this laugh. No. <laughs> I don't know why they're so noisy today. Today? <laughs> the train, too. The train. Dream life. It's usually the middle of the night when the train does that. <laughs> Not the middle of the afternoon. American descendants of Saxony. Jesus Christ. <laughs> African descendants of the Dutch. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, train whistles, ambulance sirens, people fighting. People fighting. Somebody got stabbed in a hallway while we were streaming. You know that, right? Oh. You live in one of them stereotypical New York before Giuliani apartments. <laughs> that was just the kids next door. No big deal. Are you one of them black people that talk about New York before Giuliani? Not really, but I do think that the pigeons in New York were a lot more gentle before Giuliani came into office. Word. Yeah. <laughs> no justice, no peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's my slice of pizza. <laughs> Fuck you, cop. 
<laughs> <At camp. laughs> These Giuliani pigeons over here, they're, uh, <laughs> they're too much. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All New York cops are Rodney Dangerfield, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, brother, brother, where are you going? Trying to read the comments, the tears in my eyes are, are making it hard. <laughs> yeah, good pigeons from Animaniacs is like classic. Dutch land back from Belgium. See, this is we want a space for you guys to say all the horrible things. So when you go on the internet, you got it out of your system. <laughs> and you can go to your job and post without being can without fear of being canceled. Get it all out here in the safe space of TIR. I I am starting to believe, I think it was Steve that said this is why white people won't have you guys on their show anymore. Starting to believe that. Because now when we book people, they're like, um, you send them a link, you're like, ooh. <laughs> ooh I don't know if I can make it. Oh, damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I got a thing. Sorry, I'm booked up till 2028. <laughs> Won't be going on your show. Well, look, Toussaint, thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for putting this show together. Thank you for allowing me to put the show together. Oh, my God. Thank you all around. Thank you for 15,000 subscribers. Audience. If you haven't, subscribe. If you're watching the show right now and you haven't subscribed, you're stealing, by the way. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and hit like. Do you remember that when you go to the movies, you used to have that thing before the movie started about stealing the movie? <laughs> yes. Have you ever watched a bootleg man movie when they used to sell the DVDs? Do they still mm-hmm. do that where you live? Um, I don't really see it. Maybe, maybe they do. I think they do. The Asian people coming around. DVDs. When you used to get those DVDs where the cat was in the theater with the camera and you hear motherfuckers eating popcorn, you hear like the niggas talking shit. Some dude with afro in the front. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. You want the ones where it's an inside job. You know, I, so again, my checkered pass. Oh, Jason. my my barber had the leaked editor's copy of 
Revenge of the Sith. And I burned it. I was able to burn it. And I was selling them on eBay for $10 a pop. And when I put it up, I put a screenshot of what the image looked like. So people knew it was like the editor's copy and not nigga in the theater. Because it wasn't out yet. So you didn't even have a nigga in the theater copy. Mm. I sold like 25 in 20 minutes. I was like, shit. Give me a checking account. Yeah. <laughs> they shut that shit down so quick, and I did it again. Of course you did. Same thing. Shut that shit down, and then the last time I shut it down, I got a cease and desist letter from like was it Fox or Warner Brothers? So whoever owned it, it wasn't Lucasfilms or somebody else. Definitely sent a cease and desist letter. They're like, "Hey, of course you, you go. Did. You go to big boy. You go to pound town. You go to pound town." <laughs> <laughs> the niggas think you're cute and brown up in pound town. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so don't bootleg movies sell them on ebay yeah it's not good for you it's not good you'll end up you'll end up in a bad place jason and pascal were on the michael brooks show no gene mm. bajlan was gene bajlan and michael brooks wrote an article about Armenian genocide. And Gene was on the show. Of course, Ben Burgess is on the show. Derek Varn was on the Michael Brooks show. Were you you were never on the Michael Brooks show, were you? No. I was just in the audience and on the live the lives the live the lives. I yeah. I'm, the lives. I only spoke to him through the live thing that he would do, and we were trying. We thought we were going to be in Brooklyn on tour, our last tour we did in 2019, and that didn't happen because we were going to go to the studio. But we were, me and Ben Burgess were live in studio on Majority Report, and Pascal and I have been on Majority Report a couple times after my Yeah, I used to talk to him through the lives. I regret never telling him that um, my favorite is better than his favorites in dance hall. F your favorites. I, I tried to watch that documentary about the uh, Miss Cleo again. Oh, yeah. I keep falling asleep at the very, very end. Uh, I believe Varn was on TMBS. Varn? I believe so. I think Michael Brooks was on Varn. Was he on Varn's show? Rhonda says. You sure? That's where I first saw MT and then those Jacobin chats. Yep, that was me. I mean, I can definitely hit up Derek. Dirk. 
Are you ready to go? Yeah. Are you ready? We did good today. Damn. I was nervous as hell. Why? She's very, very nervous. Why? Um, it's a lot of parts to put together to make this like a coherent show. Gotta have the right angle to take. Add all the pictures. Try to be prepared. Yeah. Don't be too preachy. Don't be too preachy. In the end, let me ask you, in the end, how do you feel about these these female MCs that are coming up? These uh these uh well the welfare queen hip hop. How do you feel about Welfare Queen Hip Hop? Well, it's really sexy red and Sukiana that are welfare queen hip hop. The others aren't so much. They still mess with rich dudes. Mm. But um That's actually a really good point. If I get too preachy, I don't like the company I'm in. So, don't want to get too preachy. Oh, wow. So, blaming me. Got to let the kids have their fun. I mean, it's just a thing that happens and it goes away. Again, there's once you're that out, if you do anything outrageous and that's what you're known for. <clears throat> You you tend to have a very short shelf life unless you unless you actually have some sort of talent. But if like the biggest thing you've done is a cover of something or um like look at this wacky cover of this song in the style of blah blah blah. Like that's all you're ever gonna do. Unless you actually have the ability to write your own good music if you're just being outrageous with the shit you say. And it's not really that clever. It's just totally spectacle. Then yeah. that's all you can do. And we have to jerking off a goat, jerking off a goat. Oh my god! Got a new coat because I'm jerking off a goat. Got a new coat. Niggas jerking off a goat. Yeah, that's it. That's 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 all. That's all. That's the next thing you can do. And then you know everybody gets outraged because kids are going around jerking off goats. My son got kicked in the chest. <laughs> Masturbate a goat. That sounds like a fucking idiot, sir. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. It's funny. Like the, the goat gives you the coat. Like <laughs> <laughs> it shaves itself and like gives you a coat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when kids were like my son lit the house on fire watching Beavis and Butthead. It's like really? Yeah. It sounds like a firebug, man. I don't think Beavis and Butthead fucking had much to do with it. Kid sounds like a goddamn idiot. That voice you just made, mm-hmm. I read Facebook posts in my head in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> is that a good thing <laughs> is it? 
I think it's an accurate thing. <laughs> Most people probably sound like that. Like that, <laughs> that outraged voice. Yeah. My son. <laughs> My daughter heard sexy red and now she's with a black person. I'm not racist, but it's just the kind of blacks that she's with are not Obama-ish. Not Obama-ish. <laughs> like Ice Spice. Like Ice Spice. <laughs> and I'm like, Caden, why? <laughs> Jesus. So I hope I hope that's everyone's voice in their head when they read uh, an outraged social media post from now on. I hope so too. <laughs> I can't believe where hip hop music is gone. <laughs> These women are too sexy. It's, it's okay. too sexy. The sweat was dripping down my balls. It was fine. It was my balls. <laughs> I didn't have gonorrhea. Now she has a coat. <laughs> <laughs> she can cover up. Jim says my daughter keeps licking crack. <laughs> what did we say the other night? Licking cracks and what? Oh, I don't remember. It was lick- <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, it was blowing out backs and licking cracks. Blowing out backs and licking cracks. Why did we say that? Because it's Thud Lane. <laughs> I have not told Doug Lane any of this. Good. Not that he would get mad. I think <laughs> he would laugh so hard he would probably shit himself. <laughs> Can somebody please? Whoever did Candy Man, again, you're the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys can do Thud Lane, blowing out backs and licking Oh my God. It's oh crazy. Thud Oh, God. If you guys can make a Thud Lane image, I I will send that. I will text that to Thud Lane. And I guarantee you, he will talk about it on air with mm. the biggest fucking grin you've ever seen that man. <laughs> <laughs> If he knew that we spent like an hour laughing about Thud and Thug Lane. (laughs) (laughs) 
ridiculous. Oh. oh my god. That shit would be with Yano says with two thousand era iced out lettering. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thud lane, cause it's thick, thick. He's thick. Uh. <laughs> Can you imagine how fired up Doug would be if he found out about Thud Lane? Fired up? I don't know about fired up. Oh, dude, Thaddeus Russell. <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah, that would make his year, Eric. If that if Doug found out we were doing all this, he would be so happy. But I would have to go to Portland just to hug him. God. Ashley would be full on creation. God. <laughs> Did you okay? I want to leave with this. Did you read about Krayshawn's situation? No. Krayshawn just went platinum with her Gucci Gucci song, her album. Okay. Spins count as album sales, but so many spins are going to count as one album sale. Interesting. That's a new thing. So she's certified platinum mostly because of spins. She signed her record deal before they were taking streaming into account. So she had an old deal. And to give you guys, like we talked about this on the show before real briefly, but I'm not going to get into all the particulars of a record deal, but you were getting paid royalties on jukebox plays and something else and like radio stuff. And those two things were dying at the time that her stuff had hit. So she had crazy streaming numbers. There's tons of groups I found the other day that have like crazy streaming numbers I've never heard of, and they can't play, you know, big rooms. They can't play more than like a 200 cap room. But they have like a million followers and millions of streams. So I'm wondering how much of that's inflated. But I wouldn't be surprised if hers was true, 10 million streams, or whatever she had. So she hit a, a mark for streams that certified her record platinum. And she put on social media, she literally showed her balance sheet. She goes, I owe my record label almost $800,000. Because I get no royalties from my streaming because of the deal that I signed. Horrible. And the day I told them that I was pregnant, they dropped me the next day. What? Yeah. So she said, please don't stream Gucci Gucci. I have a new thing out. (laughs) <laughs> she says she has a black metal record now. <laughs> she goes, listen to that. I get paid from that, buy that, whatever. I don't get anything because I'm so indebted to the label. Because she didn't sell anything, so they're like, you, this album sucks. You're not. You're literally not selling anything. Eight hundred dollars. Mm. So she showed the balance sheet. It said money in. It was like thirty five hundred bucks. <laughs> it, said, it said beginning balance negative seven hundred and twenty nine thousand four hundred and fifty one dollars and seventy eight cents like that. 
that's fucking crazy. And she goes, and they dropped me the day I announced my pregnancy. Wow. Yeah. That's terrible. That is the business. That was the business then. It's different now because people are looking at streams as record sales. But again, I think they still have packaging as a fee. So part of your expenses <laughs> is packaging. Hmm. Yeah. Per CD. Even though no one's buying CDs anymore. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting industry, right? It's a very retrograde industry. It's like anything that they do to modernize would get them less money. So they kind of stay stay retrograde. Yep. Yep. It's horrible. Yeah, you know, someone's saying bum deal. I mean, I think at the time, no one knew what streaming was going to be. No one knew what Spotify was going to be. That being said, I think she even said she had a lawyer at the time. So she, it's not like she walked into the situation, like not understanding. You know, it's just everyone assumes they're going to be famous. Hmm. I mean, when you get, I got 10 million downloads. You sold four records. <laughs> Damn. No one's coming to your shows. So it sucks, but it is what it is. But I thought it was funny. Someone said Ashley Fowley was Crayshawn. So I figured I'd tell you the Crayshawn story. Thank you for that. Very sobering. <laughs> well, do you want to make a Thud Lane joke on our way out? I want to read this comment. Go for it. Around the time Sexy Red announced she was pregnant, Jason had some family issues, and I was going to make a joke about how Jason may be in a family way. Then I found out it was serious. So None that's of my his... issues have anything to do with Sexy Red's pregnancy. That's his baby. Wow. <laughs> Either Jason or Drake. Wow. Either one. How mad would you be if all the rappers I name you tell me I can't I can't get with and then Sexy Red. Right. Yeah, sexy red, not get sexy red. <laughs> She's on fire right now. I understand. Literally. Literally. <laughs> That's dangerous waters, dude. <laughs> Just water. I feel like Sexy Red would have such a horrible time with me. Aww. Like, I wouldn't do enough ratchet shit for her. You didn't give her no Rotel. Rotel, no. Like, you got any Rotel dip? Uh, No, I've made a nice queso, though. Free Bethlehem. Timothy Toussaint won't let me date Megan the Stallion. Won't let him. It's me and reality that won't let him <laughs> date Megan B. Stallion. Either one of us. Ouch, Negress. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Like if I see her, I'm like, uh, excuse me, Miss the Stallion. Whatever, nigga. And she just face smushes me. <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. Someone said, oh, so does Tucson, huh? <laughs> I will have a celebrity relationship. <laughs> You'll be the celebrity. <laughs> I just have a red carpet thing in front of my door so I can always act like I'm at some sort of function. There you go. <laughs> Someone says, come on, Toussaint, let the man live. <laughs> 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 Don't worry. I'm either, I'm either gonna have the celebrity relationship or I get the part-time yoga teacher. Part-time yoga teacher. If look, Charles ghost. If Brianna Joy Gray and I got together, I really feel like the internet would explode. Be more than the internet exploding. <laughs> what would our combined name be? Brayson? <laughs> yeah. Briason. You. <laughs> Jabri. That's some ghetto shit right there. Jabri. <laughs> Come is, here, Jabri. That is some ghetto ass shit right there. <laughs> Jabri is a mixed kid with horrible hair. Horrible hair. Hair. There's no such thing as horrible hair, Jason. Oh, who told you that lie? That's not true. Brayson Joy Miley. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Gray. Us just joking like this is making Brianna Joy's eye twitch in anger. I can believe it. <laughs> BJG and this dude. <laughs> I'm look. Before this month is over, celebrity relationship. I said it on the main show. And I will not be the celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't believe me? You just wait and see. I'll show you. Damn, Jason and his damn racism. (laughs) (laughs) Dusty says she's going to make a rant about this on the hill. Oh, man. Only in America. (laughs) Joanna Gray Miles. Jayana Gray Miles. Damn sexy Jason. <laughs> How she puts up with everyone. <laughs> Can you guys give Toussaint some props because she has to put up with all the men of the show and it's not just the show. It's like all the pre-production too. This is true. Everyone, even the intern. Dudes. 
so all right, now we're really gonna go. Yes, <laughs> but I don't believe he ever wears pants. I'm wearing pants right now, Gaspar. Brees and Miles. I'm wearing I'm wearing these light gray. Look at these. Nice. I'm almost to the level of Brandon Boyd fame where I can wear white pants. Oh boy. White pants mean you're on vacation. White pants means you're rich. That too. If you have white pants, you're rich. I, I wear pants all the time. Tucson, can you tell these people I will not come on stream without actual pants, no sweatpants. Sometimes Jason wears short shorts. Sometimes I do wear shorts. Really dare wear short shorts, near for short shorts. But yeah, I always wear pants. Pascal does not wear pants. Oh man, that's a whole day. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I gotta see these. I'm so offended right now. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Up. Oh my god. Tucson. You said sorry. You seen my stems. We've seen your stems. We've all seen your glorious stems. No, you saw them in real life. Do I miss leg day? You don't miss leg day. You can you can you say it though with confidence and not say it like I'm making you say it? Damn. That Jason. <laughs> boy, oh boy, he does not miss leg day. No, he doesn't. He'll miss a payment, but he won't miss leg day. Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) That might be the funniest truth ever spoken on (laughs) damn (laughs) time stamp that shit make the caption MT owns not just Jason but the entirety of TIR. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga said you might miss. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone says Jason hired drunk. I do not drink and have never I've drank once in my life and I don't do drugs. I'm just silly. Jason gets high off of people and off laughing. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's <sighs> like I feel like I should just walk away. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's so like we were having a whole conversation, but damn, we were just, just about to shut down. <laughs> can't afford it. Can't af- I I I trying to make the numbers work. I can't do it. Can't say that about leg day though. Nope. Leg day must go on. That's funny. 
And you always go like, why do you need me there? You don't need me on the show today. Exactly. And now you know why. This is why you're a valuable, extremely valuable member of the show. This is why. <laughs> Someone says, seriously? Yeah, I don't I don't do drugs. I would be surprised because I don't know. (laughs) This happened last night because my nose just exploded with blood. And I was like, I want people to know this is a normal Mexico nosebleed, not a Brooklyn podcaster nosebleed. And Ben Burgess started cracking up. I saw that. Because <laughs> if, because again, you gotta hang out in real life, and then you'll see, like, dude, you're really that boring. Like, yep. Mexico nosebleed. That sounds like some gang shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar with it. All right, Toussaint. It's late where you are. (laughs) Hey, I'm bleeding over here. (laughs) Excuse me, brother. (laughs) Looks like you got a nosebleed over here. Is that a uh, Brooklyn podcast nosebleed? Oh, <laughs> Another reason why these people will never have us on their shows again. <laughs> hey man, can't be can't be doing that, dude. It's not cool, bro. Not cool. Not cool. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. She has a long tongue. Yep. Do you think that's, uh, what do you call it, CGI? I don't know. I think she has a long tongue. Jesus. Who the hell is this? That's um, Lotto. What does she do? Um, I have a, a video of her, too, that we didn't get to show, but... Um, She's just a degenerate. This Aww. is still my picture. This is what? Still my favorite picture. She just looks so human. She just looks like she's going to a Halloween party. She does. Aww. I think this is the outfit she takes her kids trick-or-treating in, though. Jesus. <laughs> Big sexy chain. Everybody's always with a goddamn lollipop. All right. And on that note, let's go. Okay. See you guys Tuesday. Sounds good. <laughs>